Okay. Uh, up next, these two guys have been here for the last couple weeks. Um, um, they asked me to read this. Warning. If you want your asses blown out, stay in the room. Ladies and gentlemen, Rock! Face in my vagina. You're about to get front face fucked by the front face lock podcast. Mark Bradwell is what created the front face lock. My asshole is split like the Red Sea. Mark Bradwell is who is front face lock. Don't fucking question me. Front face lock can take it or they can shove it straight up their fucking ass. What are you, a fucking asshole? But enough of this palaver. Let's get the show on the road. Alright, do it. Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fun Face Lock Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and with me as always is the man, the myth, the legend, the man with the great sunglasses, and is the commissioner of my F-rated fantasy football team league, Vinny. Why, hello everyone. I'd like to say uh, congratulations to uh, Ryan today. Um, not only is he the most relaxed human being on the planet, but he also has, except for four players, no, three players, I believe, on his fantasy football team are all named Josh, which uh, my brother said in the group chat, with your final pick, you picked Genocide Josh. But um, um, Yeah, I think that was funny. Everyone was getting so fucking angry. I was laughing my hysterical, and I kept going, like, because we had four people in the Zoom meeting. I was like, oh, I know what he's doing. I know what he's doing. <laughs> You did get John Brown, though, which is which is which is good. Yeah, I I wasn't going to say anything until like I, I so I drafted Josh Allen second because I really wanted him, and then I I wanted Justin Tucker because he does get fifty points a game sometimes as a kicker. And so I was like, "Fuck it, I'm doing it third. And then when that guy said, "Really, a kicker third? It's like, dude, what the f- like? Who gives a shit? So that's and he's, when we're going back and forth, and I'm like, you know what? Watch this Buffalo defense fourth. Yeah, what's up now? <laughs> that guy Juan, he's such an asshole, bro. I can't stand him. And that's why I was like, you pick Daniel Jones, dude. Like, stop. Yeah. Oh, I'm happy with my team. Are you? Are you? Are you? Are you, buddy? Um, that guy, he actually got a D. So he, he didn't get uh, too much higher than you, and he was trying. Uh, there's a lot of. Stuff to cover in a short amount of time. We're starting a little bit later than normal, but we can get through it quick, I believe. Um, a couple of things I, I got to touch on right off the bat. I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, go ahead. We have been suspended indefinitely from Twitter. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Here's the thing. I honestly don't know. I posted last week's episode, or two weeks ago episode, whatever. I'm trying to catch up this weekend. And I posted it the same way I always do. And apparently, we got reported by someone for evading, uh, what is it, evading security? What does that mean? I don't know. It, apparently, it means something along the lines of, it's a fake account, and it's not. we're not really, we, we're, we started a new account to, to, because our old account got banned. And I'm like, I, I appealed it, and I'm like, we've had the same account for three years and I just posted the same thing I post every week. It's either it's it's got a. I, I have a feeling it's probably like one of our old friends hating the fact that we clowned Aubrey Edwards. Yeah. So 
as of right now, and hopefully by the time this episode comes out, it's fixed because it said it'll take five, three to five days. As of right now, the Front Face Lock Twitter X page is running through my personal Obsolete Mule 256 page. Okay. I'm in the same chats. I'm you know, adding, getting people built up the following just so I can have the same thing going. But as of right now, the Front Face Lock podcast Twitter is now being run through the Obsolete Mule 2561 indefinitely. Hopefully it's fixed by the time this comes out. So, plus, one more quick thing. We've been doing, I've been cutting the episodes into two parts because with the movie watch alongs, it's becoming like a three-hour episode. Right, and, nobody wants to watch The Irishman and listen to The Irishman every week. Yeah, so I, uh, I've been cutting it up because I was watching the analytics too. If it's two parts, the listenership is 100% the whole episode. If it's one three-hour episode, it kind of drops towards the end. So it'll. I'm gonna. what I'm going to do is I'm going to release all the news and freeze-learning hostility ones first so we get up to date on that. And the movie stuff I can release more Sorry. casually. You know, so whatever we talk about now will be released way before the movie part, which I will tell you later. It's an all-star-studded cast in one of the worst – movies and been people have been saying it's like the people that they these actors portray are the worst people ever and there's a saxophone solo it's a saxophone solo and it's not lost boys that's all i'm gonna say oh good god um no. i can't wait i, I want to bring up something um a little somber week lost three very important people this week uh bob barker 99 years old um so he gets a dead belt he's a wwe actual uh, alumni Yes, he is. Um, I will also say that we tragically lost Terry Funk, um, you know, dementia. And then kind of in the same vein, as you like to say, we almost lost Barry Windham to a heart attack last week. And unfortunately, as everyone knows in the wrestling world, not unfortunately that Barry Windham survived, but his nephew, Windham Rotunda Bray Wyatt, uh, had passed away, sadly, uh, from a heart attack. Um was a shock to me. Like I'm not like as much as I was trashing, you know, the fiend and the shit. I love Bray Wyatt. And yeah, he was he was one of my favorite personas because he was just so fucking brilliant. And I feel like we talked about before his brilliance kind of ran down the wrong track at times. But he always found a way to reinvent and come back and keep you intrigued no matter what. Like I was still intrigued how he they were going to bring him back again. And, and it's I. Uh, it's funny because the episode I, I just I'm editing now that I should have out in the next couple of days, I actually had to cut out a huge portion where we were talking about how I thought Karen Cross was referencing that he was going to be part of the the Wyndham Six or the White Six because um, about a new leader of Brew, and it was like I was editing it. And it was like the day after he died, I was like, "Fuck, man! Like I got to cut all this out." Yeah, it's it's all irrelevant now. It's you know, it it was I read something today that he was apparently was supposed to be wearing a heart defibrillator. And he yeah. wasn't right. Yep. And um, so I just want to touch on something and I hope it doesn't piss people off. And like I said, I love Bray Wyatt. He was uh, fucking just a great person, you know, outside of the ring. You know, he always took time to talk to his fans and, and appreciate everybody. And like I said, he was such a great mind the wrestling. I don't even think he was that good, but he was just so good in every other aspect that made him amazing. That being said, though, the reason for his death thing, a heart attack, and they said that you know, he had a life-threatening and career-threatening injury and why he was out or illness while he was out. And then um, it came out that he had COVID and it affected his heart. And I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but I kind of feel like if that was the case, they would have just said he had COVID. I don't see why that was like something that was hidden. I feel he probably had a lot of underlying 
heart condition that he probably knew about or didn't know about till recently. And that was really the issue. And they kind of just, you know, they lump it all in with COVID, you know, it affected, maybe it did weaken him. I, I, I can understand that. But I, I think that if COVID was like the main illness, they would have disclosed that instead of maybe him having a heart problem. Because I feel like if he had a heart problem and they knew about it, they didn't want to release that to everybody because everybody would be like, don't fucking wrestle. Yeah, and you know what? I think it, uh, I think you're right about a lot of it, and I think a lot of it might also be like the family's privacy. Yeah, I, I, you know, these wrestlers die all the time, and it's sad. And but like, you know, I'm not. I wasn't like crying or ups, like uh, upset. Like, oh my god, Bray Wyatt died. But it, this was like the one. Like you, you shock it. You're like, what the fuck, Bray Wyatt died. And then watching SmackDown, yeah, I you cannot it. give credit to WWE enough yeah. for the classy. Classy yeah. tribute hit you right in the fucking feels. Yeah. And I, when they showed uh, the place, they put the fucking rocking chair and they had Braun Strowman and Eric Rowan standing there and they're hugging. Like, I did kind of go, like, God damn it, WWE. Like, I just, you know, I, I kind of developed up a little bit. Yeah. And then when he, they, you know, they ran his promo, he's like, I, I am red in the world of black and gray and I'll be for, I, I'm Bray Wyatt. I will forever be Bray Wyatt or I'll be forever. Bray Wyatt is forever. And I'm yeah. like, oh my god! Like, I know, like, 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 like fucking tears are coming down my face. I wasn't like sobbing, but tears are coming yeah. down my face. I'm like, oh my god, that's so sad. And it, it was the fact like Luke Harper hit me hard because I love Luke Harper, Harper, but Bray Wyatt just hit me different because I feel, and you know, it's a selfish thing, and and wrestling fans are selfish. I feel I was fucking robbed of anything this guy has potential of doing in the future. I say I feel like I was robbed of anything that this guy would do in the future, and it's a sad thing. I feel bad for his four kids and his his wife and his you know family. We were we were all robbed. The the, the world was robbed yeah. of a genius. Yes, and the speculation is, and I just want to touch on this real quick before we move on. Um, I don't know how you feel about it. I'm kind of I'm kind of on both sides of the coin here. When it comes to Bo Dallas, do you run Bo Dallas as Uncle Howdy running a Wyatt Sith and continuing the legacy, or do you just let let it let it go and have it? I, I kind of I'm kind of in between because I kind of feel like Bo Dallas could do it and make it like a tribute to his brother, but at the same time, I don't want it to tarnish Bray Wyatt's legacy. Also, what they should do, and I agree because it's a fine line. You don't want to exploit it. Right, but you don't want to forget it. Right. I think if you did a wide six, but had five people, yeah, and, and have like an empty rocking chair there or something like that every time, something where you're you're paying tribute to him, but you're still continuing his legacy. And I think I think that 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 would be something to explore. Obviously, not anytime soon because it's so fresh and it's it's so fucking painful for people. Maybe six months down. I mean, I wonder what they're going to do. I don't know. And ultimately, you know, that's going to be up to his family. I, I yeah. believe that any creative decision that is going to come from that is going to be from Bray Wyatt. I'm not Bray Wyatt. Bo Dallas, uh, you know, Mike uh, Mike and Jojo. And, you know, I, I believe same thing like when we talk about AEW exploiting Brody Lee, but the same way that Amanda Huber allowed them to run with Luke Harper. And so, I mean... Yeah, and it, another classy thing WWE did was immediately when SmackDown started airing, uh, 100% of the net sales of all Bray Wyatt merchandise, merchandise went right to JoJo yes. and the family to help them. And it, the other thing that kind of hit me was somebody posted a meme of Eric Rowan. He's lost his two best friends in the last, what, five years? Yeah, three years, really. 
yeah, he's been at both tributes. It's like, dude, that that sucks. Like, you know, WWE should re-sign him. I always liked Eric Rowan. Um, yeah. And they should, I think they should do something to continue his legacy, but in a way that it's not exploiting. Yes, exactly. It's just somebody you'll never forget. I believe without a shadow of doubt in my mind that Bray Wyatt will be inducted into the Hall of Fame posthumously at WrestleMania. Absolutely. Abs- 100%. And 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 well deserved. Yeah, and you can say what you want about WWE in any way. They're they're scumbags. Vince is a dirtbag. Blah blah blah. They do the right thing when the right thing is needs yeah. to be done. And actually, I I think that they should induct the Wyatt family. Yeah, the whole the whole thing. Yeah, and, you know, the Wyatt family and have Strowman and Eric Rowan talk, and you know, or you know, or even Mike Rot- any or Bo Dallas, anybody, you know, and just give him what he ultimately deserves and you know i'm gonna miss bray wyatt everyone in the wrestling world's gonna miss him across all platforms there's not someone that i've ever heard say oh i hate bray wyatt you know maybe some things were stale some things you didn't agree on creatively like i have and you have but ultimately he was a fucking genius and he was one of the most brilliant minds in wrestling today and it's gonna be missed for sure yeah it's it's uh one more dead bell for him we, we're gonna miss him. We we talked shit about him because we didn't like the character was going, but we still liked Bray Wyatt, and we loved every like. Dude, you've talked about it a million times to me and on the show how the original Wyatt family was one of the greatest things they've ever done. Yes, yes, absolutely. So big ups to Bray went, Wyatt. And one more thing, he went from somebody like Husky Harris, the least liked member of the Nexus, and turned himself into the one of the most popular superstars in the WWE in his with his own creativity and yeah. that's very hard to do especially in a Vince McMahon run world exactly because he that was his idea and Vince who doesn't like to use other people's ideas let it happen and, and Vince doesn't like the supernatural shit but I mean, you know did, what he did it with Kim, but he does not like the supernatural shit he does not like it cheers to, Bray. Window. to Bray now let's get on to the funny and the funny by the funny I mean AW all in now all out is also this weekend so they did all in and now they're doing all out God. I did watch all in I didn't pay for it uh, I found I have a website that I get it for free which is hysterical so I watched oh, you, mean, you mean like uh 20,000 people got it for free in person <laughs> yeah you're, we'll get into that so I I'm not gonna badmouth the whole thing because the Kenny Omega match was okay it was very sloppy the Adam Cole match was good the ending was stupid how they you know they didn't there was no turns which was yeah. fine. I'm not going to say the whole thing was a disaster. There were right. 80,000 people there, whether they bought tickets or they were given tickets. So I'm not going to say that there wasn't any. They did show the whole arena. The camera work was kind of garbage because they kept doing stuff with like zoom in quick and pullbacks and all. It was like they you missed out on a lot of the action. And to, to credit, not credit AEW, but you have to understand that when these events, and I've talked about it before, go overseas, this is like if you if the Pope came to the United States. I mean, it's not you know like the Pope, but he's going to sell out every fucking stadium there is because he doesn't come here that often. Yes. You know, so when the like when the WWE goes to Saudi Arabia or they go to India or you know what you're going to do later this year, those arenas are going to be packed to the gills. And the same thing's going to happen to AEW because they don't get to see it. If they did a show, a weekly show in England, it's not going to do that. No. And so it's funny that you kind of touched on a couple of things I wanted to get to. First off, I think we talked about it. This is not the original Wembley Stadium. Right. Correct. That was knocked down in 2002. This is two, they built this in 2007. It's four times higher and two times bigger than the original Wembley Stadium. 
right off the bat. So to compare it to SummerSlam 92 is just ridiculous. Also, <laughs> yeah. Also, in 92, WWE didn't ha- they didn't have three network shows. They didn't have Rampage Dynamite and Collision. They had Primetime Wrestling, which yeah. was like a, a clip show. They had Saturday Night's Main Event, which was kind of their Monday Night Raw almost. Wrestling Challenge and Superstars where the main guys fought jobbers. Yeah, and Raw didn't show up till 93, correct? Yes. Right. So stop stop comparing what AEW, AEW accomplished a great thing, and I'm giving them credit. Stop right. comparing it to what WWE did in 31 years ago. And, and you have to remember, too, when you had the popularity of WWE wasn't even anything back then. Wrestling wasn't mainstream back then until Raw actually made, you know, its flagship. When you went to the first Raw was at the Manhattan Center, which was the capacity of Manhattan Center. The, first, the Manhattan Center was like 4,000 maybe. Yes. And now it's they, they're selling 20,000 tickets every every show. Yeah. So uh, good for AEW for doing an 80,000 person event not gonna say set sold event person event but stop comparing distributed 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 is the word we're not using that word they are and what did i tell you about that what did i tell you about that last week and guess who was right again you we us you me because i said distributed is the word to get around saying sold yes it came out today that they sold sixty-one thousand tickets which means that 19,000 of those tickets and those seats were given out. You want to know what 10 of them were? <laughs> Soraya's family in the front row. Yeah. So that, and if you watch the whole event, there's people in that front row, which means that we're, they had seat fillers. Which WWE does do. They do yeah. when people get up to go to the bathroom or whatever. And, I'm, you know, WWE's not, you know, uh, a saint on this, but don't tell me they sold, sold 80,000 when they distributed. 19,000. 19, so and, fuck off. Uh, yeah. Um, with the matches, I didn't watch it. Like I said, um, the MJF Adam Cole tag team match was in the pre-show, which I found was really weird. Yeah, we talked uh, about that. It's taken away from a spot. And it's a Ring of Honor thing. They won the belts and yeah. The and match, taking, I will say was good. And you're taking away from a Ring of Honor tag team. You're taking belts away from them it, again. <laughs> again, yeah. you're taking away from your talent to fill with your talent. Um, the so I have. One huge gripe, which I was right about again, we were right about again, and that was a women's match. Yep. We said straight off the bat, Soraya was going to win in fucking England, and she was going to turn on Tony Storm. And the and I heard the match wasn't terrible, but the ending match was stupid. The end of the match was stupid. She did the spray paint in the face and pinned her partner, and now she just posted a, a thing on Instagram, and it was a Wyndham quote. Saying that wrestling is a uh, is the lines are blurred and it's a business and and it was talking about her stabbing Tony Storm in the back like it's just a business like there's no real alliances and shit like that and that's not exactly what he meant but you know she used that in order to prove you know I guess capitalize on her on her or her, her term we all saw and the thing about it though and I just want to say one thing about it mainly before you get into it she is now the AEW women's champion yes so at what point do we get a video of someone coming on the women's championship and then they have to give out a new women's <laughs> championship belt after she poses with a young girl in a picture yeah at, at what point does she get double teamed by the house of black with swerve strickland <laughs> yeah swerve yeah. strickland and fucking jeff hardy 
powerhouse Hobbs. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And they have to release a new belt. Uh, so one of the big stories coming out of All In, and again, when this comes out, it'll be as close to this as possible. All In, I should say, not All Out. All Out this week. You know, do two pay-per-views in a row. Day after payback, by the way. Yeah. So CM Punk had the first match. And I think we talked about it last week or two weeks ago that there was a scuffle with them, with him and uh, Jungle Boy about using real glass in a spot. Well, apparently it was this spot. And CM Punk and Jungle Boy got into a scuff, scurfuffle um, about... Well there, well, there was the the thing. There was a Jungle Boy face hook for the FTW Championship, I believe. And yeah. Jungle Boy flipped hook o- uh, over, uh, did like a... Um, what's that called? When they fucking bend over and they backdrop. just... Backdrop onto a limo i believe and he landed on the uh the windshield and jack perry went up to the camera and says it's real glass boo hoo hoo and cry CM me a river cry me a river and cm punk took offense to that so after the match go ahead in the girl position so it was that it was actually the opposite uh he was going to do that and then hook okay hit him Did through the glass right before he said right after he said it's a real glass cry me a river so apparently they got in. There's like five different stories, but the the, the kind of the underlying thing of it all was that they got into a, a physical confrontation, and Jungle Boy was asked to leave the arena. Yes, yes, I've heard. Uh, Miro said there was no physical confrontation. That uh, I was first heard that CM Punk punched Jungle Boy. Then I heard CM Punk put him in a chokehold. Choke and ultimately, he was asked to leave. They said there was a lot of yelling. Apparently, everybody backstage was pissed about what went down. And it proves my point, which I'll say over and over again, that CM Punk is a fucking cancer. And Tony Khan is going to die on that hill. Tony Khan and AEW will die on that CM Punk hill. And it is a it is a huge mistake to hedge all your bets on this guy who's not that good and he's a fucking shithead. He's a whiny bitch and and I think that takes away from a lot of people and I don't like AEW, but there's a lot of fucking guys back there that are working really hard to make a, a name for themselves and probably even trying to get their way to WWE, to be honest. And this guy at every turn is taking away any sort of positive news, any sort of... Um, attention from those guys because of his diva-like attitude. I agree with you 100% on that. I, I actually, there's nothing else I can say that you haven't already just said because we're always right, and we only deal in facts. And do you want me to spit some facts at you right now? I did a lot of research this past week. I was off. I took a week off. Oh, did you? I did. A, I did, did. You? you sure about I, that? I, you sure about that? Yep. So I did a lot of research. Now, one of the big comparisons I kept hearing about uh, All In was it was better than WrestleMania. It was hitting WrestleMania numbers. Right. And it people, first of all, I know that the inflated numbers for WrestleMania 3 was 91,000 and the inflated numbers for WrestleMania with The Rock, whatever, it was 100,000. Right. But the, I, I believe the actual numbers were still like 85,000 for WrestleMania 3, roughly. Right. Okay. So they didn't beat WrestleMania 3 numbers. So Meltzer's a fucking moron saying that. They, uh, Silverdome, right? In Detroit? Yes. Andre Hogan. Andre Hogan. So they still, they didn't beat that. But if you want to, if they want to compare WrestleMania to All In, do you want me to th- spit some facts at you that I found on ForbesMagazine.com? Sure. So let me just say this: If yes. I start a coffee company out of my garage, right, and my biggest sales are five thousand dollars in a day, right, I have no right to compare myself to Starbucks. No. Thank you. Okay. So have, having said that, a quote from Tony Khan: 
I typically talk about how I reinvest a lot of money in AEW. I've been reinvested a lot of money. We gross in this business. La last year, we grossed over, now remember this number, last year we grossed over $100 million. This year, we'll gross far more than $100 million, $100 million right? Yeah. We'll, we'll see where this ends up. This is a direct quote from Tony Khan. But last year was $100 million. This year is going to be a lot more with future game revenue, Wembley revenue, additional and weekly TV revenue. So our grosses will be far higher this year, and I've reinvested much of that money we've grossed back into the business. A lot of repetitive stuff, but here's where it is. I'm still working off the original investment into the business, but have not had to put more in, and then we're reinvesting money to grow as an international business. He's reinvesting, right? He's still working off the original investment. He's reinvesting. He They've grossed over $100 million last year. Do you want to know? what world wrestling entertainment revenue was for the last 12 months ending June 30th, 2023. I'll take a gander. Take a gander. $2.3 billion. Slightly too much, but it was still $1.3 billion. An 8.9% increase over year to year. This is from Forbes magazine. The buy rates for WrestleManias since WrestleMania 1 has averaged 5 Hundred thousand, somewhere as high, sometimes as high as one point five million, sometimes as low as two hundred thirty-eight million, uh, two hundred thirty-eight thousand. That's buy rates for every WrestleMania, averaging about five hundred thousand uh, buy rates. People buying pay-per-views, and that's including Peacock views. Right. Okay. So let me ask you this: When I just asked you if I made five thousand dollars in a day, can I, as a coffee company, can I compare myself to Starbucks? You cannot. Do you want to know what the buy rate for All In was? This is a fact, by the way. about viewers that bought the pay-per-view? Viewers that bought the, the buy rate for the pay-per-view. Hmm. I'm going to say 450000 140000 No fucking way. Fact. Forbes magazine, look it up. It's on every fucking wrestling website. And if you look in Forbes magazine, you search it, it's on there. One so a quarter of the amount of people that are watching Rampage yes. bought the pay-per-view. Now, I'm going to say, so every WrestleMania from whatever is 500,000 buy rates. No, no. One, from one to present day, average 500,000. It could go, it's like 1.5 million was the highest, 238,000 was the lowest, so it averages roughly about 500,000. Still more than they did. from Their the lowest buy rate WrestleMania was 238,000. So twice as much. Including Peacock numbers, free ones, and you're only doing 140,000 buy rate. So don't tell, stop comparing yourself. Why can't AEW just exist as a secondary brand? Right, and there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong, wrong with, with that. that. There's nothing wrong with that. But all you guys have to do is just exist on your own and stop worrying about what WWE is doing. And guess what? You'll probably increase those. Yes, you, you distributed 80,000 tickets. You're not getting the numbers still. You're still not getting Those are facts. Facts. Oh, yeah. yeah, facts. And you can't you can't dispute facts. No. It's, it's there. It's right there in black and white. And uh... you know what else is a fact? And you said this. I'm really glad Billy Gunn has a championship now. Said no one ever. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, Billy Gunn left AEW last week as or two weeks ago from um, what was he called? He was um, Daddy Ass. Daddy Ass. So he, just so he could come back 
at all in as Mr. Ass. Badass, B-A-D-D. Oh, no, it was Badass Billy Gunn again? Yeah. So, and they won the trio championship. Once again, a almost 60-year-old man is now a trio's tag team champ. What are we doing? What are we doing? There's not one group of three people that could be the trio's champ. I don't even care if it's like his sons. That's fine. They can put somebody else there because all that's going to do is they're going to lose the belt. Yeah. You're not going to have Billy Gunn walking around with this belt for six months. It's not happening. You had the elite. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, they had the belts and they lost them to House of Black and then it's like, oh, I guess we lost them. Fuck it. We'll just go do something else. Billy, you want to take over this? But, uh... and, and another thing about AEW, and I'm going to throw a couple WWE guys into this too. Enough with the finger guns. Oh, Kenny Omega, Hangman Allen, Adam Page, everybody in the Bullet Club Gold, the guns, and WWE Finn Balor, but he kind of does it like this when he's enough with the finger guns. Is there the Bullet Club? Is that why? Bullet Club. And then the guns, and Hangman is a, uh, you, you know, he's you a, have a cowboy. Cowboy, cowboy. And Kenny Omega does this where he goes, da, and Finn Balor, like, just enough with, it's enough. Enough. The bottom line is everything, like I said, the the demise of AEW, aside from CM Punk and the horrible writing and the lack of feuds and toxicity that is backstage and the, the chaotic mess that it is, is, is going to destroy that company from the inside out. There's nobody going to want to be there because now you have also what's turning into the young guys versus the old guys, like what happened in WCW when you had all the old WWE guys come in and they, you know, okay, they took over, they made it popular for a little bit, and then they refused to put anybody over. And the same thing has happened. CM Punk refused to put anybody over. You know, you're fucking, you got Samoa Joe jobbing to CM Punk. You got Samoa Joe on Ring of Honor. You've got, I mean, I'm not saying he's a young guy, but you have Billy Gunn now is now not jobbing to anyone. He's just, he's a champ. Uh, you have, Soraya, who's ex WWE, who's now a champ. You have uh, Mercedes Monet, who they say was just there to watch the match, which she's going to show up. There's no fucking doubt in my mind she's showing up because she wouldn't be wearing her stupid ass fucking wig if she wasn't. You know, <laughs> you know? some kind of angle where Soraya and uh, Mercedes do, I'm sorry I broke your back and almost ended your career, but now you're a champion. It's like, fuck you, uh, loser. Uh, you almost ended my career. Blah, 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 blah. You can fight for this women's championship. Beep, 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 yeah. beep, 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 beep. Exactly what's gonna happen. One real quick, another side note about it all in that I completely forgot. I wrote it down. So they did that stadium stampede match again, which is the dumbest fucking match in the world. And Penta, who I don't dislike. I like Penta. He, yeah, he came out in an all black outfit and he put those fucking spike things into John Moxley's head, and he, they, people kept saying he looked like Chris Tucker in uh, Fifth Element. And then later in the match, he comes back out with a red outfit. He changed outfits mid-match. Did Moxley bleed? Moxley bled within like five seconds of the match starting. I think he bled on the way to the match. Oh, and Moxley, he don't fucking lose either. He just fucking always, he's, he doesn't job either. It, I'm telling you, it's going to create, especially sending people home. Like, Jungle Boy's going to look somewhere else. And I don't think he's a bad wrestler. He doesn't have the size, but I think he actually puts a lot of work into being good. You I know? like Jungle I've always oh, liked Jungle Boy. Guess what? Sting won. Great. Oh yeah. Oh, and he. Oh, he came out as he came out as a character from TNA that everyone made fun of, and he Joker. came out. Yeah, the Joker. 
and he came out to seek and destroy from Metallica because he did that for like a month in WCW. Oh my god, the nostalgia! First off, you guys fucking hated Joker Sting in TNA. Yeah. I can look up tweets and show how much you fucking hated it. Hated it. Hated it. Yeah, I I enjoy nostalgia to a degree. Whether it's a cheap pop at a WrestleMania or there's a, a Royal Rumble surprise appearance, I don't need to see nostalgia at every single show at every single pay per view. It's it's tired. It's it's cheap cheap pops. That's all it is. And for the the wrestling fan, and it's funny because when I saw, and I will make fun of WWE for a second, when they had the the Terry Funk uh, tribute, yes. you had all these people in the crowd going, Terry, Terry, Terry. Half of you didn't even know who the fuck Terry Funk is. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> you know? Like, I the first time I knew Terry Funk was ECW and as Chainsaw Charlie when they, you know, he was coming out against uh, Mick Foley, you know? Um, and then when they, they fought and won the, the title belts from the New Age Outlaws. I, I had heard of him only because I bought a bunch of de- uh, Japanese and Mexican deathmatch yes. tapes from... Yeah, but from that's Pal- when it was, when it was like, I had the best, I had the best of Cactus Jack death matches, Japanese death yeah. matches. But you have like, and it's the fans that we say all the time, wrestling fans suck and they ruin everything. And, but like I said, you're going on nostalgia and it's always like, oh, let's bring out Rob Van Dam. Let's bring out Jeff Jarrett. Let's bring out, like, what are we, Damn, like, man. Like, what are we doing? Hack. Like, what are we? What are we doing here? We have all of ECW original wrestlers coming out now, fucking 30 years after we've been around. They they were in their prime. Stop. Let's just yeah. stop. hold the phone. And um, and just for the record, CM Punk was not ECW. He wasn't really ECW. Let's stop it was with that. WWE ECW. Yeah, ECW. Okay. So yeah, AEW you had a good thing, and we were gonna give you credit, but your fans blew it, and your top star CM Punk blew it. Yep. I was ready and, to come in and give you guys credit. And, and CM Punk blew it because he can't keep his ego to himself. That's not something you do in the middle of the show. That's something you talk about later, and you go in the back after the show's over, and hey, say, hey, Jack, bro, I thought this was over. Like, that wasn't cool. What are you doing? And if they have beef, keep him away from – because CM Punk, from what I understand, no one's allowed to be by him. Really? Like, he's – like, stay over What's here. Remember Hogan, remember Hogan had his own dressing room? Yeah. I'm under the impression that's what CM Punk is like. Like they keep him away from everybody because of all the shit that he starts with everybody, and nobody likes him. And I fucking said it, and I said it years ago. <laughs> yes, yes, you years did. Ago. I need a I need a button that says yes, you were right. <laughs> but um, I digress. Other than that, wrestling wise, I don't have nothing paybacks this week. Uh, I have uh, a, I think it's going to be a pretty good card, but I have a couple predictions. I actually don't even know what the card is. I didn't watch Raw last night. Yeah, LA Knight's fighting the Miz. LA Knight's going to win. Yes. Yeah, other than that, I don't have anything uh, wrestling-wise. But I have uh, a couple things. I have a big sports one. You you probably have it. So you, you you tell me what you have, and I'll tell you if I have. You go through yours, and I'll tell you if, I, if you did it, i tell you. Sports, 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 sports. Uh, I mean, aside from football starting next week, I'm sure it's a football one. Uh, it is. But um, don't. But you can, you can, you can, um, you can go ahead. So, my mother's a Green, Green Bay Packers fan. Has been for 40, 50 years. Right. Loved Bart Starr back in the day. Right. Like She liked Barb. She liked Aaron Rodgers. Right. We did our fantasy draft for my league. Right. And she drafted uh, Jalen Hurts. 
Matt Stafford. Two good picks happened to have the same bye week. Didn't yeah, realize. She uh, dropped Dar- uh No, she had Stafford. I think she dropped him to get Carr, but then she, because of different, the same bye weeks with Stafford, then she saw the Giants game against the Jets, the preseason game, and then she's like, fuck it, I want Aaron Rodgers, because she always had Aaron Rodgers. And she always does right. good. She always gets the top five. So she was offering Derek Carr for Aaron Rodgers. But that's not the point. The point is, I saw clips from this. Now, you're a Giants fan. Right. I, I don't dislike the Giants. In fact, I have a Giants jigsaw puzzle I got years ago. You can have it. Okay. Hey, I appreciate that. Yeah. So. You all play a game? Of course. Um, Do you want to play a game? Do you want to play a game? So, I've watched clips of the Giants uh, Jets game, traditional right. preseason game. Right. And they put an Aaron Rodgers in for one, one series, I think, right? Uh, I believe it was one series, and I did send you the stats between Daniel Jones and Aaron Rodgers, and it was a significant difference, and probably not in the way everyone would think. And you also sent me the picture of Daniel Jones standing in the backfield with the offensive line pushing the defense away, and he's by himself. It's like, yeah, we got you, bro. Bro, it was – it reminded me of Tom Brady in the early 2000s where he had – fucking minutes he could have had a cup of tea before he threw a pass it was and it was very promising for me being a giants fan knowing that our offensive line can hold up to give him enough time and i don't think Darren jones is great don't get me wrong i think he's gonna have a better season than last but they the jets have one of the top ranked defenses in the league and the giants o-line was pushing them around like nobody's business which is great news for you because you guys haven't had an o-line in decades yeah, yeah. Yes. We've won our Super Bowls based on Eli Manning running for his life and throwing and hopefully someone catching it and our defense being phenomenal. Yeah. It was always Eli Manning going, ah, ooh, ooh, just throwing the ball. Let me catch it on my helmet. Um, and let me catch Mario Manningham catch it on like a, a, a tiptoe catch down the sidelines. Yeah, Odell and, just uh, catching it with one arm and pulling it back in. Yes. And us having a great, um, uh, us having just a great backfield. Uh, at the Ladies time. and gentlemen, Vinny has his own personal <laughs> battery. battery switcher. <laughs> she just gave you the evil eye and the finger. <laughs> Love you, Amy. He said he loves you. He said he loves you. She gave you a blow kiss. It doesn't really help. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I sent you – I don't know if I sent you the other thing. Well, real quick, because I don't know. There, I, saw, I saw the clips. I don't know if – you sent me one, and then I saw an extended one. Right. Aaron Rodgers throwing one first one pass, throwing it just to nobody down the field. Right. Oh, yeah. he's, he's got uh, all the time in the world, and then all of a sudden somebody breaks through the line and he just scrambles and he just chucks it to nobody on the left side. Isaiah Simmons, Giants just signed from the Cardinals, who uh, they were trying to clown him because he was a seventh round pick. But apparently he was causing chaos last year, like when he was playing linebacker, and he's blitzing and making Aaron Rodgers run for his life and not see any reads. Jets offensive line, they've been saying it, is the weak point in that team, and it showed. And it showed because they're not even playing all their defensive starters. Were you the one that sent me, or did I see it online, where it's the guy going, now look at this great pass by Aaron Rodgers, and it's falling over, throwing it out of bounds with nobody around. Uh, and, and one more thing is that Sauce Gardner, who was a defensive rookie of the year last year, defended Jalen Hyatt. Now, since Tyrod Taylor, and you know him, <laughs> um, is not the greatest quarterback in the world. If he was a little bit better, Jalen Hyatt had Sauce Gardner by 
three yards of separation. Sauce yeah. Gardner, no one burned. My friend today, we know Sean McTighe said, no one burned Sauce Gardner. I'm like, well, you better watch the clip because he got fucking toasted. You sure about that? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'm telling you, and I called it, and I George Farmer guaranteed it, double stamp, fucking upgrade A, beef, boom. The Jets are not going to the Super Bowl, and Aaron Rodgers will be probably the biggest mistake that the Jets could have ever made because they could have gotten someone like Derek Carr or Jimmy, or Jimmy Garoppolo who had a lot of years left. I've one always injury, been one injury in Aaron Rodgers' career is over. I have been a Garoppolo fan since he uh, probably when he was on the Patriots and Brady got uh, suspended for four games. Four and, and Garoppolo went four and zero, and then he went to the 49ers and got him to the Super Bowl, and then he fucking got him like. I don't know, seven and zero or whatever, and then he got hurt. And then you know, like Garoppolo is a Garoppolo trained under the not arguably best quarterback in history. Tutelage. That's why he's the goat. Yeah, I hate Tom Brady, but he's the fucking goat. Yes, you can't and, deny it, and you can no, make all the excuses in the world, and it's fine. Like I said, the offensive line was beast, but Tom Brady's smart. He paid for all their dinners all the time, so that they would protect him. He bought them fucking. Shoes and clothes and cars. And I despise Tom Brady, but I yes, he's the fucking goat. Yeah, you're you're not you're not getting a better quarterback. Where you go into the playoffs, like Tampa Bay, they went to the playoffs in the wild cards. I'm like, fuck, they're finished. They were like 0 and four at the beginning of the year. They got into the wild card and they won the fucking Super Bowl versus the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Like you can as much as I wish that Tom Brady didn't exist, and I was a huge Joe Montana fan. Tom Brady. This hurts. Tom Brady's the best quarterback in football history. That's ever lived. That's ever lived. And, oh God, and it really hurt me to say it. it. It hurts me to say it too, but you know what I have over everybody? We beat them twice. <laughs> and so did fucking what's his name from the Eagles? Oh, uh, uh, um, fucking Big Dick Nick. Nick Foles. Yeah, Nick Foles. Fucking grunge hero. But uh, yeah, other than that, um, sports-wise, I don't really have anything else except one big thing in baseball. What's that? And this is going to hurt the Angels big time. Big time. The Angels could have got rid of Otani for a lot. They could have traded him. They were like, we're going to wait till next year. The guy tears his UCL. Now he's hit it, not pitching. That drops his um, – I won't say it drops him significantly, but it all depends what he does overcoming this injury, whether he's the same pitcher because – if anyone knows something about pitchers, especially at that level, yes, your arm strength is very important, but your leg strength is super important. You're, you're planting off, and then you're planting. Yeah, exactly. And your knee is your knee health is just as important, if not as important, as your shoulder and your elbow when it comes to pitching. And if you yeah. can't plant and you can't step and and, and pivot and off the mound, and, and, yeah. your velocity goes down. And I'm not going to say that it's – I believe Otani's still – he's 26 years old, so he still has time that he can recover, but we don't know. And now it's going to make teams look and say, mm, well, I was going to give you this guy, this guy, but we don't know how he's going to be, so now you're going to get this guy. You know, now, It's funny that you say that because Daniel McCartan, one of our favorite uh, DJs on WFAN, posted on Instagram. I don't know why I follow her on Instagram. I think it's because I hate her so much that – he. She didn't say, I'm going to paraphrase, because I don't exactly remember what she said, and I don't feel like I'm looking it up. 
she essentially said, and I'm not saying she said this, I'm essentially yeah. saying she said this, that he's almost worthless. He's not worthless. And I'm not saying she said that. I'm not yeah. going to say she said that. But it's essentially, oh, sorry, Mets. You know, I, I know you were going for him, but now everyone else is going to go for him because his, his value has dropped so much that he's essentially worthless. That's paraphrasing. And, and he's not really worthless. He's I agree with her. Too. To a degree. Yes. But the same thing I was saying, like his value does drop because of not being able to pitch. But you have a guy who's hitting 40 home runs yeah. in the same breath. You need DH and fucking tear it up. You don't need to pitch. The the guy might never pitch again, in, in all honesty. And he could just DH and, and hit 40 home runs every year because he doesn't have to go through the strain of pitching. So he's not worthless, but she she is an apologist. Uh, when it comes to the Yankees, and you know, uh, and she hates the Mets, and I get it. Like she's not very knowledgeable when it comes to anything uh, sports related. She shows up the Giants games with Jet jerseys, so she's a Giant and a Jet fan. I don't know. And then, if you want to start, you can get into it. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's do it right now. Without further adieu, free floating hostility. I hope you're ready for a little random anger. Um, I'm pretty sure you probably don't follow this post on Instagram, but there's a um, hardcore right winger that um, I do follow because it's come to the point. And listen, I'm right wing. So before anyone is like, oh, you're bashing. I, I like to say that I'm a moderate. You are. So, you definitely are. So I, I will call out both sides of the aisle, you know, one side a little bit more than the other, but. There's other things like I can't stand Candace Owens. I, you know, she's just a mouthpiece who doesn't know shit. Um, you know, she's a clickbait and, um, you know, sound bites. And I, I believe that's the same thing like with AOC. They won't fucking sit down with debate people. It, it's just all for followers. And, and whatever, you know, if that works for them to market themselves, that's great. But there's a, a guy that I liked at the beginning, and he would share some good things. And his name is DC Drano. Have you ever heard of him? I've heard the name. I don't know anything about him. So – and I, I'm sure you could probably tag him. He'll probably fucking blow us up because he's that guy. Like, he will be the guy that will sit there and listen and be like, look at these guys. They're blah, blah, blah. They're fucking hardcore lefty. Like, he'll go that route and, like. Well, let's look. just clarify this right now for because if I do tag him and I get drunk enough when I'm editing this, Vinny is a Republican. I am a Democrat. Vinny's a moderate Republican. And I am a open-minded liberal Democrat. When I say liberal, I don't mean liberal like liberal. I mean liberal like I'm open-minded. Right. And, and, there's, and, there's, and there's, like, me, I believe that I'm fiscally and militarily conservative and socially liberal, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And I believe I'm socially liberal and physically, physically and militarily a little more liberal because I feel like it's, you know, we, we oppose that, but we agreed, but yeah. disagree. disagree. Yeah. I mean, there's always, there's always a gray between the black and white. And I always believe that there's yeah. things like you can't just so go one side, one side, one side and be in an echo chamber. And you have to listen to the other side, like me personally. And I'm sure you probably don't like him, but I like RFK jr. I like Tulsi Gabbard. I like a lot of people that aren't normally like I consider them, JFK Democrat to me. Like, I believe, like, that's how I believe a Democratic Party should be is like a JFK Democrat. But in the same thing, I voted for Trump because he wasn't 
a you know like to use one of his words a swamp creature he wasn't a dc elite that was always been there for 80 years and i do believe that you need somebody different just to kind of and i don't believe it's because of who he is because i think he is an asshole don't get me wrong but i do like his policies and it's completely different than the person i could separate and the, the one thing i will give him i hated him right the one yeah. thing i'll give him credit for is he knew how he knew how to market himself yes very good and marketing whether you like him or not, yeah whether you like him or not which i don't like him and i know you do which is fine because we always meet in the gray area I, th you know, I will give him credit for marketing himself. Not that I agreed with what he was right. marketing, right. but I will agree with the fact that he was able to market himself. And, and I think that, like I said, I believe that him coming on the scene, it changed the political environment. Maybe not for the best, but I think it did need to be a little bit talked about that you did start to see that there are a lot of people on both sides that are, like Carlin said, are on the same team and they're in a special club that we're not invited to. And, and so, he is part of it too. Don't get me wrong. It's the old Bill Hicks line where it's like, I like the puppet on the left. I like the puppet on the right. Oh, wait, the same guy's controlling both puppets. But Absolutely. the thing I didn't dislike about what Trump did, and I dislike him, is that he opened the door. And I think there should be more people. And I don't want to say like him, but more people that I don't. Ha I don't know how to phrase this. That more people that are not politically involved. Be, yes, there shouldn't be an eighty-year-old senator. That right. 50 years right. ago, we're like, I have all these great ideas. Now it's like, Mr. Sean Senator, we like decided to build it. Strom Thurmond and Diane Feinstein and, and the fucking Mitch McConnell. Those guys, those yeah. people, and even Bernie Sanders, uh, Nancy Pelosi, all these people that are over a certain age, they shouldn't be in politics. And I'm saying that you do need fresh minds and you should have both term sides. limits. From both sides. Yeah, you should have term limits. You should have an age requirement. You should have cognitive tests for everybody. And like I like the guy in the last Republican debate, and they were bashing him. Was the uh, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, and it's a funny name, but he came off. They all were fucking ripping him apart, and that's the guy I like because that means all those people are thinking the exact same way, yeah. and those people are opposing him because he's got new ideas and fresh ideas, and they can tell he's going to be likable, and they want to tear him down. And, and that's that that about R.K. Jr. Aside from his crazy conspiracy theories, is that I do like, even though he is a Democrat, he is not afraid. And same thing with like Joe mentioned, he's not afraid to call out fellow Democrats. It's just like some Republicans you like are not afraid to call out Republicans over some shit like Brexit. Adam Kinsinger, whatever. I like. I like the whole thing, like the abortion thing, right? You can't sit there, and I believe by the Constitution, it is a state's right. But then you have these guys on the Republican debate stage going, it shouldn't be up to the states. We need to make a blanket ban. No, bro. Like, that's not how it works. Republicans have always been states' rights. That's always right. been the Republican platform. Right. And, and I have no problem with that because that's what the Constitution says. And I believe that, you know, late-term abortion I don't agree with. But I don't disagree with abortion as a whole. I don't think that it's something that is – you can't have people just have babies everywhere. Because then well, you have to – that's going to bleed the, the fucking the – the, the, myth, the myth of my side is that we agree with late-term abortion. We don't. We just agree that, like, it should – you know, up, we I think the Democrats actually passed a law where it's, like, up to a certain point, it's okay. And then after third term or whatever, you can't do it. Right. Yeah. It, there's a lot of overlap. You know, if we get political, we get political, whatever. There's a yeah. lot of overlap that we still won't agree on. Not you and I, yeah. just in general. 
there's overlap that we won't agree with. The thing that I disagree with with wholeheartedly, and you I'm not I'm not lumping you into this, so please don't oh, take this wrong. No, no, I won't take it. I don't believe your religion should tell me what I should do. I agree with you. I and I don't I, right, and I don't believe that someone should tell me at the same point that because of my religious beliefs that I should how do I put this? Like I think we talked about before. Like, remember the gay cake thing? Yeah. Now, if you're a business owner and you believe that uh, you don't want to make cake for gay people, okay, that's your religious belief. If that's your religious belief, I that's fine. That's your religious belief, and I don't I don't care about that. And I don't feel you should say, well, they need to be shut down. They need to be shut down because there's a simple solution. Don't buy cakes from them. That's <laughs> like, you know, like, I wouldn't buy a cake from you. <laughs> this, this is where my mind goes. Yes, I agree with you. If you if they don't want to make a cake for a gay couple, fine. That's but your right. That's your that's your right. But I don't believe they should be shut down for that. I think it's fucked up. Oh yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. <laughs> but on the reverse, if a gay bakery doesn't want to make a cake for a Christian person, that's that ridiculous. should be as respected yes. as the Christian. Yes. Uh, and I know this, I know we agree with that. I know that this is not about us. Right. I'm that's where my <clears throat> That's where my mind is, because I agree with that. If you have every right as a Christian beggar not to make a cake for a, 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 a gay couple, but you have to respect the fact that a gay bakery cannot make a cake for a Christian person. Right. And and, and I agree. And it, and it's, it comes to, um, we want to talk about like equality. Okay. And I believe that everyone should have equal rights, but equal rights work all the way around. Exactly. Exactly. I'm a, I'm, you're a Christian. I'm yeah. not. Right. I respect your beliefs. Well, let, me, let me rephrase that. I accept your beliefs. Right. I respect that you believe them. Right. But you don't believe them, and that's fine. I don't believe them, but I respect you for believing them, and I'm never going to tell you what to believe what I believe. Right. And I say the same thing with you. Like, I know that you're an atheist, and I accept that. And listen, at the end, like I've said always, at the end of the day, we all don't fucking know. You know, and, also, and, and 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 we've also said my main belief is like I said I don't know you know I've been brought up in Christianity and, and that's what I do believe but at the end of the day you know what I want in this world to be like fucking serious for a second everyone to just like Bill and Ted said be excellent to each other just fucking be nice to each other the actually the fucking most important commandment in my religion is treat others like you want yourself to be treated then that that's yeah. Basic, because if you look at the Old Testament, the you had the Ten Commandments. Jesus pretty much, when he came into the New Testament, said, "Hey, you know those commandments? There's one most important thing overall: treat others treat the way you want to be like you want to be treated. Yeah. Love thy neighbor like you love love thyself. That's it. And if we just all did that, and I mean, of course, not everyone's going to get along, and no one's ever always going to see eye to eye, and I get it. But if you just try to for one second, be like, instead of just barking your shit and having it fucking hit off a wall, just sit there and listen for a second and be like, oh, I didn't realize that about you. I've, I've, always, I've always said this, and you know this. I've said this on the show, and I've said it to you a million times. The people with the loudest voices have the lowest IQs. Yes. You and I can have a civil conversation like we're having now right. because we agree that we don't agree, but we respect that we don't agree. Right. And we're it's not going to treat each other differently because of our different beliefs. Like, I'm going to love you as my best friend to the day I die. Day I die. 
I mean, well. or you're a fucking is, or I'm a hardcore Christian, which I'm not, but if I was, we could sit there and separate the two things and be like, well, you know, that's what they believe. What that's fine. And it's it's always funny. I always hear, I always hear people, and we'll get back to what you were trying to say with the DC yeah. Drano. There's something I always read that's like, you know, the the a lot of a lot of your side likes to yeah. quote the First Amendment, right. freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and all that. But they mm-hmm. never they, they always leave one part out: the Establishment Clause. Do you know what the Establishment Clause is? Uh, just uh, re-education. The, the Establishment Clause within the First Amendment is the government cannot take sides on one religion over another it's within right. the first amendment right so when people say this is a christian nation right. and then they quote the first amendment they're really being hypocrites because they haven't read the whole first amendment and if i may <laughs> and i want to say that there are and they do on my side they do say this and it's um on our money it's in our uh pledge of allegiance it says under God. I don't remember it saying under Jesus Christ, under Muhammad, under Yahweh. I don't remember it saying any of that. It says under God. And God could be anything that you believe. Anything. And that only came out in, like I think it was the 40s or the 50s, under God was added to our money. Right. But it, it doesn't specify what God it is. It could be a fucking sin God, Apollo. It, it doesn't specify. And that's how everyone should look at it and say, look. Ultimately, we're all put here by something, and we don't know what it is. And whatever you feel like you believe, or you feel like you believe, we're all here for one purpose. What that purpose is, we don't know. But while we're here, let's try to make it the best situation for everybody. <laughs> you know, exactly. And, and and the thing that bothers me the most, and it's again, I'm not including you in this, is that a lot of the hardcore Christians, and we're getting super political, but whatever. <laughs> we you know we got to swerve again at some point. Is that they they only like uh, uh, feed towards the Christian people. They don't right. think about the Jews or the Muslims or the Buddhists or the or, or any of those. Right. We have freedom of religion, First Amendment. Like you like to point out, I could I could worship PBR as my God, mm-hmm. and you, I have the right to do that. So you tell not you specifically, but you telling me that I can't do X, Y, and Z because your God says I can't do that. Right. You, right? I have freedom of religion. And and and, and, the, and the beauty about it is I don't have to believe that you I don't have to even accept the fact that you believe in PBR as your God. But what I should do as a decent human being is tolerate it. And tolerate. Just, and, and that's it. And, and like like imagine for a second and let's just go off the political thing and say, Brian, you like country music, right? Oh, God, no. But you did. You do. And, and I, I like heavy metal. I like heavy metal. You know what? Fuck you. You're a country music lover. Fuck you. Whatever you you have to say about it, your opinion don't mean shit because you fucking listen to twang twang hillbillies and I love fucking death metal. Like that's how ridiculous all these conversations are. If you think about it, because you're putting it in something that no one like and it sounds crazy and you know, God forgive me, I guess, if you want to put it that way. But you're putting something that is actually more fallible, not fallible, but more realistic that you can see and hold and grab and in music than you are in a religion, which you don't know. And you're and, and I guess that's where faith comes in. But at the same time, my faith, like I said, is an all-loving, all-knowing, all-accepting God. And if you're gonna go and preach your Christian faith or your Muslim faith or your Jewish faith or whatever it is, and you are not 
accepting or at least tolerance, which it does say in the good books, tolerance, then you're a hypocrite. And, and that and that's basically it. And, and that, that's that's where I am. I ramp. I want to go back to D. C. Drano because I fucking hate the guy. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. We got off on a fucking crazy tangent there, but this guy D. C. Drano, he started off good. Like he started off with Trump things that were like, all right, well they're picking on him, and and fine, I'm on board with that. Like, but now it's got to a point. I sent you the picture, and it's a yeah. it's a mugshot of Trump. And I think it's fucking hilarious because he's the internet always wins with the Trump mugshot. Every time that something like this happens, the internet wins every time. Immediately. And I, I don't know if he was being serious or if it was like or if it was a joke. I don't know. And I mean you'd have to ask him. I'm sure he's gonna lie about it. But <laughs> it was the greatest mugshot ever. The best president. You know what? They uh they took my picture. The camera loved me so much. The camera smiled at me. You know, it got all my good sides. I didn't take one side or the other because my best sides, my whole face. But, you know, you sit there and he looked like Mama Fratelli. He looked like fucking Vigo. Like the all that. The, the boy with the, they put the like the dots in front of him and said, "What my pizza yeah, looks my like." <laughs> That's my fucking hot pocket looking at him or some shit. But like, so he puts this picture and he's like, "All, all of our great leaders." have been persecuted. And so the first picture was the Trump mugshot. Okay. That's the next the picture, But the next you picture... Jesus first? Yeah. Well, mugshots. These were mugshots. Yeah. didn't have pictures back then. They just had drawings um, of a white guy. Oh, <laughs> with, yeah, white guy in Africa. The, the fucking police... The, the fucking police sketch artist there in fucking Bethlehem was sitting there going, are you sure he was white? You sure I, don't have any, I don't have any white crayons. Use a black one. You know, he's black. Yeah. Uh, peach? Peach good? Peach. I got peach. No, do you have like a, a brown or a burnt sienna? Uh, no. I got peach. Fresh out. Fresh out. Peach. peach and apricot. That's all you get. That's all you get. <laughs> before we had 62, 64 colors in a Crayola. All right. And we before we had the skin color Crayolas too. Yeah. Um, so you have him. And then the same county. Funny enough, Fulton County, Georgia, had arrested Martin Luther King. It was uh, March on Selma. You know, there's a March on Selma, and he got fucking arrested and all that shit. Okay, we're bat we're batting like seven fifty. Okay, we're not batting a thousand, but we're batting seven fifty in my mind. Then he puts up a picture of nine mugshots. Now we're talking about great leaders. You don't know who's in his mugshots? Oh, I can't wait. Frank Sinatra. He was a great Italian American entertainer. Yes. I didn't say, you know I didn't say world leader. Jimi Hendrix. A great black guitar player, probably one of the top five of all time. Janis Joplin. Decent singer, good songwriter, great drinker, apparently, according to Jim Morrison. It's okay you I'm say it. I'm pretty sure he included Mick Jagger, who's not even an American citizen. Mick Jagger, who's a British guy who's fucked every woman that's ever existed. And, like, it went on, and it was just entertainer like all it was pretty much all musicians oh elvis presley too oh elvis presley uh one of the, the, the greatest entertainer you remember when elvis presley said gorbachev tear down that wall <laughs> yeah 30 years after he or 20 years after he died 10 years after he died whatever he's just like gorbachev i can't do an elvis impression gorbachev <gasps> you ain't nothing but a hound dog I don't remember when Janis Joplin buy me a new Mercedes Benz and tear down that wall. And when she by herself destroyed 
the Nazis on Omaha Beach. You were you didn't read that fucking article? I so, like the <laughs> this guy had gone off the rail so crazy with, and it becomes like you know they have like the Trump cult, and I believe that there is. Don't get me wrong, but and you know they're gonna they make the comparisons to Hitler or whatever. You can't blindly follow someone just because you like them where like nothing they do is wrong. And I've said it a million times. Like he's got a lot of faults. I think he's probably one of right now the most and I, I still like him. I like his policies. I like his policies more than I like him, but he's a toxic guy. He's a he's he's a flawed he's candidate. A yeah, he's a flawed candidate. He's gonna win the Republican nomination because of how many people are like diehard and they, they're martyring him, and I think it's a mistake of the Democratic Party to keep indicting him because all it's doing is revving up his base. And maybe it's on purpose for him to go against Biden again just to see if they, you know, to knock him out again. And that's possible, too. But I really feel like you're posting something that doesn't even make sense, dude. Like, it, like if you were like, okay, Donald Trump, okay, fine. Martin Luther King, okay. Um, I'm sure there's other great leaders. I don't know. Wasn't Frederick Douglass arrested at some point in his life? Like, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of other great leaders. Oh, guess guess who else was a great leader in the world that was arrested for a long time? Nelson Mandela. I mean, there's a lot of people in this world that were jailed that you could go as great leaders and you picked fucking Janis Joplin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Bobby McGee. So, um, yeah, that's that's one that I had. I had a couple more. What do you got? So I actually wrote this down today. I, so today I had a wonderful experience with my other two best friends besides Vinny, uh, John and Pat, where we went to a day spa. And Vinny called me a homosexual, but a day, uh, day spa. Oh, oh. And uh, it was wonderful. We went with we hot tubs and, and pools and infinity pools and, and, and uh, saunas and everything. But then one of the floors they had at this place had uh, little like eateries, right? And they had a sushi one, which I don't really eat. And they had like a one that was like burgers and stuff like that. And we, that's where we got the food. And there was this, there was this blonde girl there. And I, ho- I, I don't know if she listens. She probably doesn't. I'll never see her again. Uh, she was gorgeous, beautiful blonde girl that was there. And she was sitting two tables across from me. And she ordered the sushi bowl. Like, I'm talking like, you know, pale white Irish blonde girl. And she ate her. Like, if you had a bowl of food, what are you eating it with? A fork or a spoon. So you're not going to fucking take chopsticks out and start eating a fucking bowl of rice. As a white person with fucking chopsticks. No, because you know what actual um, Japanese and Chinese people do? What? When they eat rice with chopsticks that white people don't do? What? They hold the bowl up to their fucking face and they shovel it in. They don't pick up individual grains of rice with the chopsticks. <laughs> this, this girl, now she, like I said, she was gorgeous. And I was trying not to be a creep, but I did look at her left hand immediately to see if she had a wedding ring or a shadow of her wedding ring. I mean, it was. I'm sure it wasn't creepy when you're masturbating under the table, looking at her while she was. She couldn't. See, she couldn't see that. Oh, um, tablecloth. Too small. Um, so you're looking like, for loose change. Yeah, I was. I'm jiggling my pocket. The keys. But like, I'm like, you know, I'm like, we're making eye contact. Here's the thing, and that this is, you know, I'm a drunk coward, and like, I was like, I should say hi to her. I should go over and talk to her, and I didn't because I'm fucking out, a- a- idiot, right? But she's got this bowl, and she's reading a book. And she's scooping with chopsticks. So she's going in. And she's like, chop, chop, chop. But, and I'm just like, they have a whole selection of forks and knives. Right, like right there. Right I there. After, in fact, the, the, the Japanese guy making the sushi gives you 
a little plastic fork and knife and spoon in the with the napkin and the little plastic thing. And there was a there's actually a little note in there. I don't know if you know this. Oh, I, I didn't. What does it say? You open like the plastic because they use plastic now, individually wrapped. They don't want to do dishes, you know, and germs yeah. and, and, you know, with COVID and everything. And they, they open up the plastic and there's a little note like right on top of the utensils and you like unravel like a little scroll and it says, hey, white person, use these. <laughs> and she's just, she's literally just like chop, scoop, chop, yeah. scoop. It's like one grain of rice at a time. Can I, can I ask you a question? Because this is going to lead into something that I didn't think of before, but now it even pisses me off more. And you work in the service business. So I will please let me ask you. She wasn't reading a book, was she? Yeah. No, no, she was. Oh, no. Not only was she reading a book. No. I know this. I was creepily saying her. She was reading the book on the, le- on the right side, and then she'd go to her phone on the left side. And then she'd go back to the book, and then she'd go back to her phone. There's nothing worse than when you work in a bar or restaurant and someone's reading a book. At the like, stay home and read your book. And no, it's even worse than reading an actual like flip book. What a Kindle book? Oh, I downloaded it on my Kindle. I can't read. I have to turn a page. First of all, I can't refuse, read. Uh, yeah, I refuse to read like a Kindle book. Fuck you. Ryan only reads our, uh, headlines anyway. He reads the, t- the top of the title. <laughs> and like the last I, sentence, I read the, I read the Freddy article you sent me because I was like, "They're making a fucking sequel." Oh, fan film. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's just like I'm sorry. You are a very beautiful blonde you're Irish, woman, and yeah. you're just scooping fucking rice one at a time with chopsticks. You went over with your own pair of chopsticks or a spoon and gave her the airplane. <laughs> here's a question. Here's a question. I know it's coming. <laughs> I know you're I ask, how how far after 9-11 did you could you legally here comes the airplane food to your child? Not if you're in the tri-state area ever. So never again. No, it probably like how long it takes to declassify stuff. Like when we find out Saudi Arabia was actually involved, then you could do it. So as soon as you found out Saudi Arabia was involved, then you can here comes the airplane yeah, to your the food to your kid. <laughs> or if you're not in the tri-state area, it's okay at all times. Yes, yes. And so not like, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Let's just say you were feeding your kid breakfast on Tuesday of 9-11, and the first tower hits. Oh, shit, emergency. <laughs> you're like, scoop. Oh, come on, kid. Here comes the air. No, oh, never mind. <laughs> the taxi. <laughs> Oh, it's taxing in. Oh, don't worry. Here you go. Here you go. Here. Hey, I'm gonna throw it so you can run after it. Oh. So as equally as annoying as books and Kindles are at restaurants, you know what else is annoying? What? People on their fucking laptops. Like so, and this goes into my next one. But like, oh, I've just got so much work to do. I have to get a bite to eat. I have so much work to do. And they, it's because they want to show you that they're important. That's yes. number one. That's all that is. They don't really have work. They're probably on Facebook. All right. Um, but this brings me to the next thing. Like you've seen movies, right? Yes. So every time someone's on a laptop in a movie and someone interrupts them, they never like, oh, hold on. Let me la- let me log on. They just close the lid. I've close. never done that in my life. Like after this, after this podcast is over, I don't just close the lid of my laptop. I sign out of everything. I shut it down. That doesn't like you just don't do that. It's like, oh, hey, Carl. Oh, you want to talk? Click. Yep. What? Did you save that? Like you were typing from moment. Did you save your document? Is that your homework? Like what are you doing? 
Uh, I just and then, and then they just always open their laptops like, oh, still there. Yeah, right, right, right in the same spot. It never reboots, doesn't shut off, just perfectly right, right where we left off. It's um, the same with hack- every hacker in every movie. It's like I need to, uh, I need to hack into the college system because I got a D on the test, but I need a B. And they go, hold on a second, I'm in. Done. You got an A. <laughs> that simple. So, do you have do you have another one? Because I have one more. I have one more, and I I, I want to preface it. Oh boy! By saying it's going to sound super insensitive. God, but I really <laughs> wonder why we get banned from social media <laughs> constantly. Yeah, constantly. Yeah. By the way, front face uh, at front face like uh, uh, Twitter is now being uh, controlled by uh, at absolute mule two five six until Twitter fixes this fucking. Or my one is X. Or formerly known as Twitter. Yeah, or go to the Vin Frontface LOK at Twitter. Uh, one of us will be posting them. But uh, this sounds super insensitive. I don't mean to. You know, I'm a very open-minded liberal person. I accept all people. I have gay cousins. I have, um, one of my closest friends is a black drag queen. So please do you not take things right now, right? What? That you're about to say some really fucked up shit. I, not fucked up. I it's just... Hey, uh, with all due respect, I'm about to say something super disrespectful to you. It's it's not. We've talked about this, but it's like I was. I, Wayne Brady came out as pansexual. Is Wayne Brady gonna have to slap a bitch? <laughs> Apparently, he's gonna slap a bitch and a guy and a tranny. But what is pansexual? Can you can you give me the definition? Because oh, I'm not really sure. Like, yeah, I know it's like one of the. Exact, this is exactly my point. This is exactly what I'm trying to say. I so I looked up what pansexual means. It means you're attracted to everybody. Uh, okay. uh, men, women, transsexual, whatever. You're attracted to everybody. You're like, does that mean that you're attracted to everybody or you're intimate with everybody? Because I feel like there's a big difference. As far as I know, and I maybe if I'm wrong, if somebody can tell me, it means you're attracted to everybody and you're open to relationships and sexually or whatever with everybody. Okay. Because I, I, I'm not going to sound like weird about this, but I, and I'm a conservative here. Yes. If by definition, if pansexual is like you find everyone attractive, I could say that I find women, men, people that are even transgender that look like females. I can say that they're attractive people. But I, th- I think it's more than the, like I can say the man is handsome. Yes. Right? I'm not that I say, yeah, I don't want to fuck. I think it's more of like I, you're not opposed to being in a relationship. And again, that's if I'm that's wrong, that's exactly wrong, then fuck. <sighs> but here's the thing. This, this is my point. Right. I'm as liberal as they come. Right. But please, can you give me a pass if I don't understand it right away? Right. That's I agree. Like, I don't – here's the thing. I don't understand non-binary. I understand if you feel like you were born in the wrong body. I get it. Be who you think you are. But please don't fuck with me because I don't understand it right away. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And, like, I – like. I've I've said this the situation like I know somebody who was a female who transitioned to be a male and I actually knew them more as a male than a female so I had no problem being you know, like he and saying him and this hey. and that. I know people that fucked this person as a female and then they when they went and transitioned they came back six months later as a male and they were like oh she and this person went fucking ape shit you have like, to give us leeway. Yeah, like it's not, it's not like so. Now I just call people by their. I don't, I don't, I don't call people he, she. I'll just call you by your name because I don't need any fucking problems. I don't, I don't care what pronoun you are. Don't cancel me for that. Yeah, 
I don't listen. I don't care what pronoun you are. I don't care who you're attracted to. I don't care what you're into. Who, what body you thought you were born into. Be yourself. Yes. But love yourself. Give me some leeway to get used to it. Especially if you're gender fluid, which means at any given time you could switch. That's the, that's another like. Just give me some time to get. You can't like if you work a job and you're a chef and you're used to a menu, and then all of a sudden your boss comes to you and says, "Hey." We're taking off everything on this menu and we're giving you a whole new menu. You have to get the cooks used to cooking that. Just give yeah. me some time to get used to it. You know what that reminds me of is when I'll go to fucking McDonald's and I'll be like, hey, can I get an order of chicken tenders? Like, we have chicken McNuggets. Like, bro, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. We're not you know trying to be disrespectful. We, I care about all of you. Just right. give me, like, if I fuck up your your pronoun or I call, you know what? Just and don't I have, me. I have, I have to go there real quick, and I'm I'm not taking away from anyone. I think you should be he she. I'm not doing this they them shit because that's not grammatically sound. First of all, it ruins everything I've ever learned in English. Okay, you're not two people. You're one person. Yes, you want to be he she he uh, she her him her him he whatever right, yeah. all day long. But you're well, not you gonna be like used to it. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, you're gonna refer to me as Zizm Zazm. But we're not picking our own shit. Like, no, there's rules. There's sir, there's a there's rules you need to follow. <laughs> we went to English class yes. for 12 years learning they means plural, them yes. means plural, he means singular, she means singular. So if you're changing it, fine. I have no problem with you changing it. But us older folks, we're supportive. But give us some leeway to get yeah, used yeah. to it. It's like if I tried to say, hey, that shit is gas, fam. Like, it sounds silly me saying that. Yeah. That's like, lit, bro. Like, that's, that's cool. People are like, cool. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's gas. I, what do you mean? Cool? I'm, all, I'm all accepting. Just give me some leeway. Just let me accept yeah. it and yeah. let me get used to it. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I think that, like we've said before, if everyone just fucking tolerates everybody, we're, we'll be in a better place. Yeah. Stop just start trying to automatically. That that's the thing. Stop trying to automatically shut people down because you feel offended at something that really isn't meant to be offensive. Like there's a lot you, of people say that aren't meant to be offensive, and they don't know. And all you have to do is correct and be like, "Hey, listen, I know you don't know this, but I'm now a he." Okay. Give me a couple. Let me, you know, let me try it out. I, muscle memory is going to kick in. I got to keep saying it. I, I, yeah, like if you all of a sudden came to me and said, "I'm now Vincenza," and I'm, I'm translating you to a woman, I'd be like, "That's awesome. Good for you. I'm proud of you." And then I go, "Hey, Vinny, what's up?" And you're like, "No, it's Vincenza." And I go, "Dude, you got, I've been calling you Vinny for thirty years. You have to give me some time." To get used to, I'm not. I'm just. I. That's that's my. And it hasn't happened to me. It's not like this thing. But I've heard you know, stories, and I, I I have heard stories. I really. I mean, I've dealt with it a, a couple times in my profession. Um, but for the most part, I think most people are understanding of the fact. Uh, there's some people that are, you know, obviously um, extremists. But um, I think most people are understanding. But yes, I agree. In those certain certain circumstances, you can't. Be upset. You can't be upset. Like you just can't. You just have to take it on the chin. Like I've like in my job, I have a certain rank, and people will call me a different rank. 
sometimes and I'm not I'm not like <laughs> like I'd be like no it's actually this and I'm like oh my bad I, you know I saw oh, your shirt. no I just got to get used to it yeah I saw your shirt I thought it was the other one I'm just so used to seeing this person come around I'm like yeah no problem like no big deal just give us some slack I don't yeah. want to I, I I've seen stories of people getting canceled and all this because they called a guy a, a woman that used to be a man that was called, you know, Carl their, their whole life, and now they're Carla. And they right. say, hey, what's up, Carla? Carl? They're like, uh, it's Carla now. They still call fucking Caitlyn Jenner dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because that's their dad for fucking 40 years. Yeah, that's all, that's all I'm asking. I love you. You're great. Just fucking give us some time to get used to everything. Because yeah. when Things we were growing are, up... The world is constantly evolving, and it's 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 rapidly changing. It's not like it's a slow. When like, we were growing up, it was a slow burn. Like you, you know, you had to learn it on the. Now it's like, oh, you were Carl, now you're Carla, now you're, you're Vinny, you're Vincenzo. It's like, give us except, bitch, tell me that now. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I got one more. All right. So Ryan, I just will say that I've known you my almost my whole adult life. Probably my whole adult life since we were 14 years old. This lovely lady sitting next to you that you've chosen to be your bride. She's so beautiful today. She's radiant. She's glowing in you. <laughs> the only thing really about you is the light shining off your head. <laughs> guffaw, guffaw, guffaw. <laughs> That's terrific. So That's terrific. I was at a wedding for my nephew this past weekend. And uh, originally the bride told my other nephew, who was the best man, I don't want any speeches. So he had a speech written and he threw it away. And then the day before she said, okay, I'll allow speeches, but only about two minutes. So he had to rewrite this whole speech and he was nervous. So he started off with a joke, which is actually funny, but I have a, just a problem with wedding speeches, except for the one that was in the wedding singer, because that's the most honest wedding speech ever. Because what about, old school? what about old school? He's like, Love, love is taking the early flight home and catching your wife in bed with another man. Yeah, I mean, those are like honor speeches, but the majority of the time, weddings to me in general are just so overblown. There's always the guy like at this wedding, one of the groomsmen came out with like a beer belt and started, he walked down the aisle, started passing up beers because he had to be that guy. Like, okay, you're bringing attention away from what's really important here. Trying to make it fun, but you're that, oh, look, there's the fun guy. There's oh, always that like, fun guy. There's the best man. There's the serious guy. There's the fun guy. There's the drunk guy. And it's a, it's always there's this recipe of weddings, and the speeches are part of this recipe, and that are, is unnecessary, like adding okra to things and parsley on top of your fucking every meal. And it's not just the the, the best man. It's the bridesmaids because it's always like the, the maid of honor host has to start a speech off going, you know, when I met you, you were a real whore. Well, you're not you. I never thought you'd meet a man that you could settle down with, but apparently you did, and we yeah. all know why, right? And then she goes like this, and she goes, "I got a big dick, right? Big dick." And it's always, it's always like, "Oh, I've hey Joe, I've known you for this long, and you know we're best friends, and you came to me for advice, and you you sat me down, you asked, you told me you were gonna ask her to marry you, and then you know you want to know my opinion, and you said this to me, and it was really resonating, and I just want to say." Brittany, you you look beautiful. Like, is anyone ever gonna be like, "Hey, Brittany, you've had better days." <laughs> uh, Joe, you, you you came to me a couple months ago and you you said, "I want to marry this girl," and I went, "What the fuck? That her? Like, 
and be like, Brittany, the last time I saw white, that much white on you was at a frat party. <laughs> but, I mean, like it just, I get the fucking ritual and the, the, um, it, tradition. It's, it's, yeah, the tradition. It's, you know, it's act two of the reception. You know, there's the introductions, then there's the speeches, and then there's the dinner and the dancing and the cake. And I get it, but it's just to the point where it's so unnecessary because you feel like, oh, I got to break the ice and make everyone laugh. And no one's not going to laugh at like whatever stupid fucking joke you make. Everyone's going to laugh because no one's going to be the shithead at the party go, boo! <laughs> And no one, no one's gonna do that. And I just find them extremely unnecessary. And uh, so every fun. wedding I've been to, with the exception of maybe one or two, every bridesmaid speech is literally always like, Brittany. They, they always cry. They go, Brittany, we've been friends for thirty-seven hours. We've and cheerleaded together. We cheerleaded together. Remember when I used to like lift you up? That one guy stick together. Remember that? Yeah. And you know, I always thought you'd be a two man girl because every time i saw you you were between two men <laughs> right am i right and when i met george i just knew that he was going to be, <laughs> was going to be your last first date Women's so, speeches are always worse than men's speeches because they're always more like roasting and yeah. then super emotional. And, and men are more intelligent. That's just fact. Which I don't know if you have any more um, free flowing hostility. It's science. She blinded me with science. I heard you had a set of science. I just have one. Ooh. And I texted you this. And it has to do with women once again. Sorry, women. You didn't finish the equation because this is a this is a physics because it's math and science combined. Girls plus chokers equal whore. <laughs> That's all I got. If you it's, have that plastic black choker, yes, you're a whore. That means you're the blowjob queen. You are a whore that wished they were a whore in the nineties. <laughs> you're a whore that's like. Man, if I was alive in the early 2000s, late 90s, I could have sucked every dick. I can't wait to be like, this This podcast is great until they were such misogynists. But yeah, so, like you're wearing that choker. A am I wrong or right? So, yeah, you're right. So, you know like how African tribes, like oh they they identify themselves by their face paint or their, their lip cup or whatever. Yeah. And, and they, you know, like in uh, Ace Ventura 2, it was like yeah. you had the... the the one tribe and the other tribe, and then you know, there's the ones that go in the middle. The the tribe I'm talking about is that that black plastic choker. Yes, that's like lacy. It looks like, and it's about yeah. a half inch thick. That's a tribe of women that know how to suck dick better than Jesus Christ himself. And I'm not saying Jesus Christ was a cocksucker, but if he was, he'd be the god of cocksucking. Yeah, because he's the best. Because he's fucking god. <laughs> all all blowing. Um, <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest. If God, if if somebody's gonna be the best at cocksucking, it's gonna be God. Or and that's not thing. She would have been second best because she was a whore. God, God is the best at everything. Like you're the God of this. You're the God of that. You think so, that Mary Magdalene was the original chick that wore a choker? Was she the I'm original whore? Was she like 
She was the original one because she was a prostitute to hang out with Jesus. Like it's the best word ever. When you're when you're really good at something, somebody says you're the god of like you're oh Vinny, you're the god of smoking vapes. You're so yeah. good at it. So good well, who would be better than sucking dick than God? And I'm not saying Jesus was gay. I'm just saying if he did suck a dick, he'd be the but god if, of it. If, if God happens to be a woman, she's the god of sucking dick. It's a fact, though. Yeah. So Mary Magdalene. I to teach women how to do this. Yeah. If Mary Magdalene. <laughs> we, created, we created man and woman in his image. <laughs> so who's the best dick sucker? God. So what Not you're there. trying to tell me, if God created everyone in his image, and if, forgive me, please, I don't want to go to hell. You want me to say? You want me no, to no. Tell me what you want me to say. God is a fat white girl. <laughs> God's a fat white girl with a choker. And hoop earrings. Hoop earrings, and he just goes to the bar and just picks up the last guy available and sucks that dick like the antidotes in it. Yes. I pull out the narrow, you suck out the poison. <laughs> you pull it out, I suck. Is there money involved? Second Maybe. best line of the movie. Um, so yeah, I have I have no more settled science. I do have a couple quick trivia questions for you, and then we can get into our movie. Wait, wait. It's time for trivia. And today Vinny's giving me trivia about the nightmare on Elm Street series. Now we're going to span. Um, I, can I span all of them? Span all of them. Okay. We're going to start with the first one. All right. Who was, aside from children, victims, Freddy Krueger as Freddy Krueger's first victim? Tina. Correct. Freddy Krueger takes on a lot of different forms. Yes. In Nightmare on Elm Street 3, he takes on two other forms aside from from Freddy Krueger. What? Takes on are... Giant worm. I'm sorry. Not. Okay. There's more than that. Okay. So. Right. So let's not as not as Freddy Krueger's face or Freddy. Not as Freddy. Like looking like Freddy. All right. So on... the first one is um, he takes on the form of uh, Christian's Christian's uh, mother's boyfriend. Where's the bourbon? There's three. There's three. I'm sorry. There's three. Okay. That's one. Um, he also takes on the form of skeleton. Yes, let's. So that's two. There's one more. There's one more. Um, in three, the third one. That's Dream Final Warrior. Act. Final act. Final act. Well, he. It's the mirrors. It's the the giant worm. It's the skeleton. There's a TV. Are you, are you, are you counting the dog? No. Okay. Um. A person. Person. Oh, Nancy's father. Yes. Correct. Aside from Nancy. Name three other characters that had roles in two Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Johnny Depp. He was in one and Freddy's Dead. Uh, it's your brain. There's brain on drugs. Seems like an uh, egg on a franchise to me. Uh, um, more like they're actual like... They're actual characters. Yeah, the actual character. Besides Nancy. Yes. Uh, and Nancy's Freddy's, Not Freddy's Dead. Let's go... Okay, okay. And not Nancy's father. Three other characters. All right, so we're getting very specific here. Um, are we telling Kristen as two different actor actresses playing her? Yes. All right, that's one. Uh, actually, I'm thinking of, but I'll accept three. Are we counting Rick, who's in two? He's in four and five. Yes, yes, yes. And then one more. 
Uh, Joey. And actually, Joey and um, the black dude. Kincaid. Kincaid. And there's one more who is a main character in two movies. Uh, uh, his mother. Alice is the main character who... In four and five. Yes. But also his mother, Amanda Kruger, is in three and five. Yes. How was Freddy born? Son of 100 Maniacs. Why Why is he called the Son of 100 Maniacs? Because uh, Amanda Kruger was a nun that worked at a, psychi a psychiatric ward and was raped by 100 Maniacs. Very good. In A New Nightmare, what is the plot? So the plot of New Nightmare is that Wes Craven started having nightmares again about a darker Freddy. Robert Anglin disappears. Now there's a, uh, there's a side story of that that's a deleted scene that Freddy, Robert Englund had a dream about Freddy where he was caught in a spider web and the spider was actually Freddy. Uh, so that's that's why he disappears and Nancy calls him and is like, we'll be away for a long time. Um, and they they need to write a new movie so that Wes Craven can stop having the nightmares, but then the movie starts becoming reality. Yes. The plot of the movie is based on the new script, yes. In Freddy's Dead, Spencer, played by Breck and Meyer, yes. gets killed how? With what? With Nintendo yeah. Power Glove, and yes. it's a video game, and it's be like me, be like me. And he starts smashing him down. He's like, I'm not like you. And he goes, You forgot about the Power Glove. And he starts playing, and he goes, Oh, now you're playing with power. He gets killed in the video game. Yes. He falls down the stairs, right? Yes. Into, okay. into the, the abyss. So, how many is that? Four? Okay. So, <laughs> six. What, <laughs> what national? No, 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 no. What? How many questions? Four? Like six. What natural disaster happens in the Elm Street universe? What natural disaster constantly occurs or they have a fear of occurring? Earthquake? Yep. Uh, the actor who played in the reboot of Nightmare on Elm Street also played as what iconic character in the 70s? J Jackie Hurley played... One of the guys on the Bad News Bears. Kelly Lee. Yes. yes. Um, name three forms of suicide that occurred in the Nightmare on Elm Street series to the character. One is uh, when uh, the guy was the puppet. Can't remember his yeah. name. He jumped off the building. Two. Yep. What'd you say? Philip. Philip. Two was the girl who's putting the cigarettes on her and she jumped into the TV. They said that was suicide. Yep. And three was uh, Rod in the original one when he hung himself. Yes. Correct. What animal runs past Tina in her dream in the original Nightmare on Elm Street? A dog with Freddy's face. Wasn't a lamb? You're right. It was a lamb, but there was also a, one of them had a dog with like Freddy's face yeah. was blown up. That might have been four. Um, okay. No, that was uh, two. Two. Okay. All right, I got one. Okay. Name the manners of death to Freddy. In all of them? I can tell you all of them. All of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies from the beginning to the uh, reboot. All right. So the original was that he was burned alive. That was the original death of him. Then Nancy said that she didn't believe in the boogeyman and he disappeared. Two, he was burned. Okay. Three, the mirrors. Yes. Four was... Which will die, right? That's four. 
Evil sees himself a good guy. Five was Jacob the Son. I still don't understand how that ending works, but the demons start coming, the, the spirits start coming out of him. Six was he came, got brought into the real world. Uh, Catherine puts the glove in him, says Happy Father's Day, and then blows him up. She, he goes, kids. Seven was uh, he was put in the oven like hands on Gretel. And Freddy vs. Jason, he was uh, he was killed by Jason. They cut each other up, and then the head, and then the, and then he comes back at the end. And the reboot. The reboot. Oh God, the reboot. Uh, I don't remember the reboot. I, I think I watched the reboot once. I'm pretty sure he was burned again. By the way. All right, so I get both. Okay. So, uh, two more questions. All right. What's the difference between the original Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy, aside from the actor and the makeup? And the reboot, Freddy. In the original one, he was a child murderer. In the reboot, he was a child molester. Yes. And my last one for you is... Hmm. All right, I'm going to put it this way. There's four deaths that I'm thinking of. Okay. okay. I believe two and four and three and five. Two and four and two and five. Okay. Okay. Now, two and three and two and four. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. I'm going to name the character, and you tell me how they died. All right. Okay. Nerdy kid in part three. I'm the wizard, wizard master. He dies because there's a giant wheelchair, and then Freddy stabs him because he can't actually buzz him with the fucking Harry Potter shit. Right. I don't believe in fairy tales. Yes. Right? Okay. Taryn in part three. Taryn is the punk rocker. She yes. gets injected with the needles into her arms that were like pulsating with this little yeah. injection. He goes, Oh, what a rush. Yes. The black, the black girl in part four, uh, the black girl in part four is the asthmatic who he sucks the life out. He goes, you want to suck face? And he sucks all the life at her. Two more. I'm sorry. There's one more. Uh, the chick who is really into working out. She gets put into the roach motel because she's lifting. And then her arms turn, and she turns into a cockroach and he crushes it. And he says, you can check in, but you can't check out. Alice's brother. Alice's brother is the karate guy who's fighting an invisible Freddy. And the claw flies across the room and hits him in the stomach and then claws him up. And what does Alice do in part four? What's her power? Her power is the power of everyone who's died. So yes. everyone who dies, she gains a little bit of their power. Yes. And one more bonus question. Now, a Nightmare on Street, they had a lot of things to do with food. Like when in part three, there's a buffet table with the flies and everything. But there's one piece of food that Freddy turns. There's one piece of food that Freddy turns his victims into in part four. Yes. And I do have one more. Oh, there's more. Okay. Keep going. I, I know I know everything about Nightmare on Okay. In part, is it? Yes. It's part. Okay. Two more. Part five. Alice's husband dies. How? Uh, he gets caught up in his motorcycle, and he starts becoming part, and then it's a motorcycle crash. Yes. Okay. That's um, Dan. Yeah, Dan. So in part four, what happens to Alice? This is the last one. What happens to Alice in part four? Oh no, I got one more after this. And what happens? <laughs> what happens in part four? Um, that to me is an iconic part that confuses the hell out of you, which. It, it, there's a scene that happens over and over, and what is it? Where they they sh keep showing up at the diner yes. in the dream because they don't know if it's a dream or reality, but they keep showing. Uh, they keep saying we have to go get them, and they run yeah. off and they show up back at the diner. 
And who is the only, only homosexual character in all the movies? Uh, the guy from the second one. <laughs> Jesse. Jesse. Okay, good job. I can legit go on and on and on and on and on. With, like, right now. I do a whole episode of me answering Nightmare on Elm Street questions. I know everything about it. That's how I feel about Scream. We are A-plus on Ruth Craven so far. I was just yes. Saying, I would like to challenge you next week. Okay. We're actually off all this week, so if you want to even go somewhere in the middle between and do another episode, I don't care. Um, I'm challenging you to find me a saw. Saw trivia. Saw trivia. Done and done. Okay, I will commend you, sir. I believe you deserve a round of applause. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I know everything about Nightmare on Elm Street there is to know. Job well Try done. me. Job well done. Okay, right, so. so we will be right back with the movie 